This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Friday the 30th of July. In your Sport Today, Flying Fox finally wins gold. Aussies impacted by an Olympic Village COVID case. Controversy surrounds a relay result. And NRL expansion put on hold. This is your Sport Today. First of all, welcome, Kate. Uh, you've been subbed in late to make your Sport Today debut. Um, you're a veteran of Squiz Today, so hopefully it's not too hard for you. No, this is my dream to host a sports podcast, so I'm going to enjoy it. All right, we'll get into it. Uh, it was another golden day for Australia in Tokyo on Thursday. Two gold medals with a silver and a bronze to boot. But the best moment belonged to Jess Fox. She'd been chasing a gold medal ever since the 2012 Games in London, and she'd been so close. But finally, she got there yesterday, and it was awesome. It was so good. This I said this on the Squeeze Today podcast this morning. It's really a moment of the Games for Australia. I think there wasn't a dry eye in the house. Fox won the C1 canoe slalom, the first time that event has been in the Olympics. She said uh, a power spew before the race, Sam, told her she was ready and she was right, winning the gold with a flawless run just two days ago. She came within a whisker of winning the kayak event, but a time penalty cost her there. She took out the bronze in that event, so she was still chasing that gold. There was no mistake yesterday, her father in the commentary box, battling to hold in the tears as she crossed the finish line, just like the rest of us. I've got to say, I had a little tear in my eye. Oh, my heart was racing non-stop. What a win. Uh, Fox's win followed a gold to swimmer Zach Stubblety-Cook. He won the 200-metre breaststroke final with a monster final lap that saw him zoom past the other swimmers. Australia almost had another gold in the pool but claimed silver by the narrowest of margins. Yeah, six one-hundredth of a second. That's what separated Carl Chalmers from winning the 100-metre freestyle gold again. He had to settle for silver. He was pretty good about it, though. He was beaten by American number 1 Caleb Dressel. It was a personal best by Chalmers, and you got to say he was pretty happy with it given he had shoulder surgery just seven months ago, Sam. Yeah, it was another great swim by Nolsey. For a full rundown of what's coming up today, Go ahead and listen to the Tokyo Sprint in the Sport Today feed. It tells you all the key events and start times. As for today's trivia question, before Stubblety Cook, when was the last time an Aussie won the men's 200-metre breaststroke at the Olympics? Listeners of the Tokyo Sprint will get this one, and the answer will be at the end of today's show. Some pretty alarming news came through just after lunch yesterday, Kate, that Australia's entire athletic team was forced into lockdown. That was because American pole vaulter Sam Kendricks had tested positive for COVID. Luckily, none of the Aussies contracted the virus, but Kendricks will now miss the games. Yeah, Kendricks is out and so is another pole vaulter from Argentina who tested positive. Kendricks had been training at the same venue as Australian pole vaulter Curtis Marshall. Marshall was deemed a close contact and had to get tested. The test came back negative and the athletics team was released from lockdown after about two hours, except for Marshall, poor old Marshall, and women's pole vaulter Nina Kennedy and their coach Paul Burgess. They're now in isolation. They can still train, but they'll be separated from other athletes just in case, but looks okay. Yeah, they'll get tested regularly to make sure they're all sweet the Australian team expects them to compete with no dramas. The men's pole vault starts on Saturday morning while the women's begins on Monday. The COVID cases in the village have been pretty low compared to what's happening in Tokyo, 
with more than 3,000 cases reported on Wednesday. The rise in numbers is down to that nasty Delta variant that's also causing havoc here in Sydney, but it's unclear if the Olympics are contributing, if at all. One of the big talking points coming out of the pool yesterday was Australia's bronze medal in the women's 4 by 200 metre freestyle relay. Now, the Aussies went into the race as firm favourites, but were pipped by China and the US, despite swimming a time under the previous world record. Now, questions are being asked about the tactics and team selection led by one angry mum. Yeah, what happened? What happened? They still did so well, as you say, a world record, so you can't complain about that. But a bit of background, the Aussies qualified fastest for the final. They almost broke the world record, but it was decided the four swimmers that swam the heat would swap out for more established swimmers like Ariane Titmus and Emma McKeon. One of the swimmers who absolutely killed it in the heat was Molly O'Callaghan. She actually set a junior world record and her mum, Tony, said it made no sense to drop her daughter. Don't we love it when the parents get involved? We'll never know, Sam, if it would have made any difference, though the tactics have been questioned. Yeah, and Ian Thorpe was one of the experts who questioned why Titmus was the first swimmer to lead off. Apparently, she went first to see if she could break the world record. She almost broke it in the 200-metre free final that she won. But given she's been so good at mowing down other swimmers, many thought she'd be better going last. I guess we'll never know, but you can't discount China and the US. They were seriously impressive. Footy fans in southeast Queensland were pretty pumped at the prospect of a new NRL team in the region, but it looks like they'll have to cool their jets a little bit longer with expansion put on ice. That's right. And like most things at the moment, Sam, it's largely because of COVID. The NRL was keen to bring in a 17th team in the 2023 season to coincide with a new TV rights deal, but that looks unlikely because of the financial hit the game's taken due to that pandemic that we're going through. The expansion teams that were in the running to take that 17th position are the Jets, the Dolphins and the Firehawks. They expected an announcement as early as this month, but it looks like Brizzy will have to wait another 12 months before they find out which team will be handed the new licence. Kate, if we're going on names alone, it'd have to be the Firehawks, right? Well, I don't know. I I don't know the Dolphins. It's kind of topical at the moment, the Olympics. I'm I'm feeling it. Okay. Uh, The NRL basically told all 16 clubs, They had to delay expansion as they're trying to save money during the pandemic. The NRL is set to lose an estimated $45 million this season due to the cost of relocating the entire competition to Queensland. But Australian Rugby League chairman Peter Volandis says they're still trying to find a way to bring in the new team in 2023. Kate, NFL fans are all over Aaron Rodgers' standoff with the Packers. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the game. But we now know a bit more about the situation in Green Bay after he finally told his side of the story. So this one's been bubbling away ever since the Packers drafted another quarterback, Jordan Love, last year. If fans were shocked with the decision, which they were, then Rodgers must have been pretty surprised considering he is a three-time MVP, as you say, one of the best quarterbacks in the game. Rodgers said he was upset that he wasn't included in roster decisions, going on to list 12 former teammates who were released by the Packers when he thought they should have stayed. He has some opinions. Was getting around his mates, I think, a bit there too, Kate. So <laughs> it looked like he was pretty keen to get traded during the off-season, even though the Packers told him they were willing to give him more money. Rogers, he's got heaps of money. He didn't want any more cash. He basically just wants to have more of a say in recruitment, especially when it comes to getting good wide receivers. Every quarterback wants good wide receivers. Yeah. Green Bay is a mad NFL town. They're actually the only publicly owned franchise in the NFL. 
I just want to see the reigning MVP sling 50-yard passes for touchdowns. Yeah, of course. Don't we all? That's what we all want. He's actually also said he wants to host a trivia game show Jeopardy during the off-season. He's done a few guest spots, Kate, and actually he's pretty good. I think you wouldn't mind that gig as well, Sam. I'm sticking with one a day on sport today. <laughs> it's Friday, Kate, and on Fridays we give our Friday Feelers forecast. There's lots of sport on this weekend. We've got AFL, NRL, and of course the Olympics. And tonight the Matildas play Great Britain in the women's football quarterfinals at 7pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. I'm back in the Aussies to get the job done and then get through to their first Olympic semifinals. What do you got? Yeah, everything crossed for that. I'm sure you're all over it in the Tokyo Sprint, Sam, but 11.59 on the dot today, the women's 100-metre freestyle final is on catch. Kate Campbell and Emma McKeon, they're going for the green and gold. I'm backing Emma in. Come on, Emma. She did it easy in the semis. Um, She seemed to, didn't she? Let's see if she can get the gold. The answer to today's trivia question, when was the last time an Aussie won the men's 200-metre breaststroke final at the Olympics? was way back in 1964 by Ian O'Brien at Tokyo of all places. All right, that's it for us today. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch you again next week.